Good morning, churches. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I am Mark Hedegar, and I'm blessed, honored, and humbled to be the pastor at Stratford, Salisbury Center, and Middleville United Methodist Churches, where we expect miracles, recognize miracles, and celebrate those miracles together. Praise God. I want to give a special shout-out for those that are um, listening from home that are unable to come to church. Um, th- just thank you for uh, taking the time. Thank you for your obedience and listening to God's Word. So may we learn together this morning. Um, I do have one announcement. I am still uh, receiving and accepting pictures of veterans. So I'm putting them on Facebook for each church. If you have uh, friends or family members, um, past or present, that are or were veterans, uh, email them to me. I need, on the picture, all I need is the name and which church you would like me to put it under um, on Facebook. So my email is uh, pretty simple. It's Pastor Mark H at AOL.com. So that's all one word, Pastor Mark H at AOL.com. Thank you. It's pretty exciting. I think we have close to 100 already between the three churches. Um, you don't have to be a member of the church to participate. Send me those pictures. We just want to honor the men and women um, in uniform and the ones that used to wear a uniform. So thank you. This morning's memory verse comes Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Praise God. I would I would bet that most of you, as soon as I said Philippians 4.13, you probably said it before I did. So praise God, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This morning's prayer, I'd like to open with Debbie McDaniel. Um, I'm, there's, I think there's two or three prayers I'm going to use from her today. She just does an amazing job, and I love her heart. So let's pray together. Father God, the times we're in right now feel so uncertain. We're battling fear and worry at every turn. We don't know what the future holds, but we believe you're holding us and won't let go. We're desperate to feel your presence surrounding us today. We humble ourselves before you, aware of our need for you and believing in your great power. We believe that no matter what we face, you are still greater. Lord, we thank you that you alone are our refuge and strong tower. We thank you that no matter what we face, you are still on the throne. You are still in control, and nothing can ever stand against you. Thank you that you hold the victory in this world, and you have promised in your word that you will be with us through any hardship we may face. You are always trustworthy. You are all-powerful. You are fully able. You are Lord over every situation, no matter how difficult it may seem. You are our healer. And you promise to use all things for good in some way, because you are a God of miracles and nothing is too difficult for you. Bless us with your Holy Spirit this morning as we gather to worship you, honor you, and glorify you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. This morning's call to worship reads this way. Call on God with praise and thanksgiving. Tell of God's wonderful works. Today we open ourselves to God's presence. Let the hearts of all who seek God rejoice. 
When we eat, we are reminded of God's provision. When we drink pure water, we give thanks. Surely, God has blessed us with food and drink. Daily, we are strengthened for tasks we face. We are guided by God's laws and statutes. We benefit from God's generosity. Let all the people worship with joy. Let all whom God has chosen sing together. Amen. This morning's Lady Scripture comes Philippians 4, verses 4 through 14. Philippians 4, verses 4 through 14. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I am referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any in all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. In any case, it was kind of you to share my distress. This is the word of God for the people of God. Amen. We move to joys and concerns and testimonies. Um, as I say every week, be bold, be loud. Uh, hey, be angry. If there's something that you're angry about, let it out. Scream it out. Yell it out to the Lord. He already knows what's on your heart. Give it to him. Scream it. You're upset about the election, the pandemic, um, family members, sickness, illness, anxieties, fears. You know, we're human and we live in a flesh world. So don't be afraid to be angry. Give it to the Lord and ask him to take your anger away. <clears throat> I will um, actually speak of a concern. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a very dear friend, pastor, uh, pastor friend of mine who is such a servant for the Lord. And we just found out today that he's in the hospital with uh, pneumonia and COVID-19. Um, that's Pastor Carl. Um, I will say his name. Um, please, please, please be in prayer for him and his congregations. Uh, they are not in danger. They haven't been together. Um, but his wife is obviously quarantined. So please, please, please pray for Cap Pastor Carl his family, and his congregation. I thank you. Let us pray. Father God, we confess our need for you today. We need your healing and your grace. 
we need our hope restored. We need to be reminded that you work on behalf of those you love constantly, powerfully, completely. Forgive us for trying to fix our situations all on our own. Forgive us for running in all different directions and spinning our wheels to find help when true help and healing must be found in you. Forgive us for forgetting how much we need you above everyone and everything else. We come to you and bring you the places we are hurting. You see where no one else is able to see or understand. You know the pain we've carried, the burdens, the fears. You know where we need to be set free. We ask for your healing this morning and your grace to cover every broken place, every wound, every heartache. We thank you that you are able to do far more than we could ever imagine. We thank you for your mighty power that acts on behalf of your children. We reach out to you today and know that you are restoring and redeeming every place of difficulty and every battle for your greater glory. We love you. We need you today and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning's message is titled, It is Well with My Soul. It is Well with My Soul. Now the churches are going to be singing that um, at, at church. Uh, for those of you at home, maybe when you're done hearing the message, you could just YouTube or, or if you have it on your phone or something. When After you hear the message... Um, I would really play It Is Well With My Soul. What a powerful, powerful song. So, the message. It is well with my soul. Many years ago, my wife and I uh, had a couple horses. Two of my granddaughters helped me feed them when they visited, and they even helped me clean their stalls every week. I was so proud of them. But the youngest of the two, I call her Boo Girl, used to sing the horses' names with me over and over and over. We would sing. She would go, Cinnabar, Picasso. Sometimes we would even sing their names at bedtime. Cinnabar, Picasso. Well, one day um, I received a frantic call from our daughter, their mother. She quickly told me that Boo Girl was in the emergency room at the hospital. She had quit breathing and was turning blue. My daughter didn't know what to do. I raced to the hospital, praying like a crazy man. I ran into the room they had her in, and my heart sank. She was turning blue, and she was wiggling all over the place. They couldn't get her to calm down so they could work on her. For some reason, I bent down and started whispering in her ear, Cinnabar, Picasso, Cinnabar, Picasso. I softly and gently whispered their names over and over. Now, I cried when I wrote this part of the message, and I'm having a hard time now. <laughs> but I, I can't stop remembering, as I talk about it, how scared my boo girl was and how frantic the rest of us were. But all of a sudden, um, as I was whispering in her ear, boo started to relax, and I just kept repeating those names. She stopped jumping around, and she started breathing in a somewhat normal fashion. 
her color slowly returned and they were able to work on her. And now, 13 or so years later, um, she's grown into a beautiful, beautiful young lady. They never identified the reason she was turning blue. She didn't suffer any damage from the episode, even though her parents and her grandparents surely did. But that poor girl had turned blue, so, so blue that I started calling her blue girl for a while instead of boo girl. Now, I don't know why God allowed that to happen, but out of that experience, we learned a few things. Number one, of course, is the power of prayer. We're called to pray. We're called to trust God's plan, no matter what it looks like in the flesh. Charles Stanley said that at some point, we all experience heartache. But one thing is certain. Jesus will be standing by our side to strengthen and deliver us in our time of need. Well, the second thing, as I look back, could be what we've been talking about in our message over the past few weeks. Boo was faced with a very, very scary medical emergency. But when she heard those words, Cinnabar, Picasso, over and over, it brought her peace. It brought her peace because she had heard and repeated those words herself before, over and over. It was a place of comfort for her, and she was able to relax and breathe, thank God. Well, isn't that the message the Spirit has been giving us lately? We've spent the past several weeks learning to change our vocabulary and our attitudes when it comes to facing challenges in our lives. We started with the proclamation, God's got this, then agreed if that was true, then we could boldly declare, I've got this as we faced any and all challenges. We followed up last week with a reminder that Jesus declared, it is finished. We agreed those words of our Lord can apply to any and all areas of our lives. It is finished. Addictions, loneliness, sadness, mourning, anxieties, fears, sins. Jesus said, it is finished. My boo girl never heard those messages back in her younger days, of course. But what if she had? She could have replaced the names of the horses with our statements of faith, so to speak. We could have repeated, God's got this, I've got this, and it is finished. God's got this, I've got this, it is finished. God's got this. I've got this. It is finished. I have no doubt Boo Girl would have relaxed and started breathing had we spoken those words instead of the horse's names. Now, I don't know why God God allowed her and us to go through all that, but I do know that he was with us through all of that. We don't always know or understand God's plan, but we trust him. We know his word is true and it does not come back void. So when Jesus said it is finished, we know it is finished. We may not know when, or sometimes we don't even know how, but we hold on to the truth of his words. And as I 
prayed and contemplated over this week's message, I found myself repeating our mantra of God's got this and I've got this and it is finished. I just kept repeating that as I closed my eyes. I closed my eyes and I prayed and repeated those words and eventually an inner peace washed over me, a calmness. I remembered the word in Psalm fifty fifteen. It says, call upon me in the day of trouble. I shall rescue you. I was able to block out the world and its problems. I was able to block out my own fears and anxieties. Yes, even with all the turmoil of the upcoming election and seeing family members turn on each other. Yes, even with the new wave of COVID-19 infections. Yes, even with the sadness we've experienced through the loss of friends and loved ones this year. Yes, even with the loss of employment in our community and the uncertainty of health benefits and retirement accounts, we can trust in the Lord and we can declare, it is well with my soul. That was the message I received this week. After declaring God's got this, I've got this and it is finished, the only possible result must be a peaceful, calm soul. It is well with my soul because I have an advocate in heaven working on my behalf. And so do you. The dictionary defines an advocate as someone who pleads another's cause, who helps another by defending or comforting him. 1 John chapter 2, verse 1 tells us, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And in John fourteen sixteen through 17, Jesus himself promises us, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. Brothers and sisters, we are called to trust in Jesus, not our circumstances, and certainly not the world. Peter made a decision to trust Jesus as he stepped out of the boat in the midst of that roaring sea. But as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus and focused back on the storm, he became overwhelmed and immediately began to sink. Jesus saved him, but he asked him, O ye of little faith, why did you doubt? We have all faced storms in our lives. Many of us have faced terrible, terrible storms over this summer. And all of us will continue to face storms in the future. When these storms happen in our lives, we need to be like Peter when he first stepped out of the boat. We need to fix our sights on Jesus and away from the troubles of the world, not denying that we're going through the storm, but refusing to let that be our focus. We are called to trust in the Lord. We can become so fixated on the problems or situations around us that we lose sight of our Savior who is standing beside us. Yes, even when hope seems lost, Jesus is near. In Psalm 118.6, 
asks the question, with the Lord on my side, I do not fear. What can mortals do to me? His constant presence is our assurance that during life's storms, God is and always will be in control. Whatever you're going through right now, brothers and sisters, be encouraged. Christ is your anchor. He is able to do the impossible. He will not let you drown. Fix your eyes on him and trust him. April Moto says, Jesus stands at our side, having paid our spiritual debt for all our sins, and then remains there beside us, claiming us as his own, defending us, sympathizing with our struggles, and lifting us up when we are weak. Joshua 1.9 tells us, I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, isn't that interesting that we are commanded to be strong and courageous? 2 Timothy 1.7 reminds us, God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Psalm 23.4 teaches us to declare, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. Praise God. Jesus is our good shepherd. Hear his words in John 10, 11 through 15. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because the hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as a father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Thank you, Jesus. In John 16, he reminds us, In the world you face persecution, but take courage. I have conquered the world. Jesus laid down his life for each and every one of us. The song, It Is Well With My Soul, is so beautiful and, and powerful here. It was written by a man named Horatio Spafford. After suffering the, suffering the loss of his children, he wrote this beautiful hymn as a testament to the salvation he found in Jesus through both the good times and bad times in his life. I'd like to end today's message with the words to his song. My prayer this week is that all of us respond to every difficulty with these words. It is well with my soul. Spafford wrote these words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul.
Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come. Let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and hath shed his own blood for my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought, my sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh, my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well. It is well with my soul. Let us pray. This prayer also comes from Debbie McDaniel. Lord, we pray for comfort and strength. We thank you that our comfort abounds through Christ only. Nothing in this world can bring us a comfort and peace that you alone offer. Thank you that you understand our trials and that you care. Through our own struggle and pain, through our fears and our anxieties, help us to be your vessels to offer comfort and strength to others who are hurting. Thank you, Lord, that through every weakness and hard place, your strength is displayed in our lives. We can't do it on our own, but you can through us. Your mighty, I'm sorry, your power is mighty within us. You are our helper and our strength. All things are possible through you. Lord, put the bounce back in our steps. Put the smile back on our faces and the dance back in our feet. May we lean into your promise of never leaving us, never forsaking us, as we pray together as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Now, we know that today is Communion Sunday, brothers and sisters, um, and we're not able to uh, perform communion, you will, or partake in communion, I should say. Uh, so we do a love feast. Uh, if you remember, the love feast is an agape meal, um, and it recalls the meals that Jesus shared with his disciples during his ministry. It's intended to express the community, sharing, and fellowship that's enjoyed by the family of Christ. The emphasis during this feast is on the lordship of Christ and the fellowship of all believers. So let us partake together this morning, recognizing the authority of Christ in our lives, as well as our love for our community. Um, I probably should have warned you in the beginning to have your crackers or a drink ready or whatever um, you were going to use for 
the love feast I hope that you remembered from last week. Um, so um, if you have your crackers or pizza or donuts or meatballs or whatever, some orange juice or grape juice or water, let's, let's eat right now and, and uh, drink and fellowship and, and recognize the Lordship of Christ. So please eat and drink. God provides generously for all of us. We are blessed with pure water and nourishing food. We have found joy in the faith that sustains our spirits. Let us now expand that circle of opportunity as we share what God has provided us. Now, this is a time that we would um, accept an offering. And, of course, we're not doing that either. But I do thank you for your obedience. Um, people are still mailing in tithes and offerings. Post Office Box 104, Salisbury Center. Um, I thank you. I, I thank you for following whatever the Spirit tells you to do. Let us pray. Father God, receive our tithes and offerings to your honor and glory. What we place in the offering plate is only a part of what we dedicate ourselves to do and to be, that your reign of unity and peace may come. May our sharing provide fruitful results for your people in our communities. May our generosity and compassion, both our giving and living, draw those that don't know you into your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, may this be a week of spiritual growth for all of you. May you know joy and progress in your faith. In all your struggles, know that Christ is with you. In all your labors, the love of God surrounds you. Yes, God surprises us and provides for us. Trust and give thanks for God's wonderful works. May there be a song on your lips and a joy in your hearts, for in Christ, our suffering finds meaning. Let the words, it is well with my soul, be in your hearts, in your minds, and on your lips as you face the world this week. Now please receive the benediction. And now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Until we meet again, brothers and sisters, may God bless and keep you all. Please stay safe and stay in his word. God bless.